Dear Shooter, We have talked about having bad days, but what happens when that day physically or mentally changes you? Do you put your personal goals on a back burner, or do you get up and face the world again? Today, we talk to Jen about the things she faces day to day after her incident. checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing, but get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it and make no mistake about it. That's training. Let's face it. If you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. But it matters to me. Wow. Which and she chimes in. Which way's left? With <laughs> all. all right, so happy Thursday, and we are back with Pivotal Defense. And we're, we were talking with Jen, and one of the things we got talking about is being able to push on in the face of adversity. Now, you had an accident, uh, pretty severe. Yeah. And, and even after all of that, you still felt compelled to go and train and do and make yourself better. Yeah, I was hit by a car and I flew like 12 feet. You can Google um, Minneapolis traffic control agent hit by car. And there's, I don't know how many videos out there, but there's a lot. And we'll, we'll post that to the, to the yeah. website. Um, so uh, I walked like a very old person for weeks and I ended up having three surgeries from it. I have muscle nerve damage now. Um, but I started training and, um, it hurt, it hurt really bad at the very beginning. Gradually, um, I've learned to either deal with it or, um, maybe just, I don't know, go along with the pain or something. Um, but it's, um, bringing me to a point where there's no excuses. So uh, let me ask you this, like what compelled you? to despite the pain despite the discomfort to still go and train i told her she should (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm not buying that um (laughs) for number one super important right um to train uh second it's fun right and um i want to protect myself and my family and my babies and um I just keep pushing. So after your accident, what what trainings did you go through? Uh, my very first class was with Kevin Dixie, and I did a two-day um, uh, Evolve 2 class. And um, it was hard. Um, standing actually is the worst kind of pain, but obviously moving up and down, um, from the ground and up, um, I could not do, um, I, I still need assistance to this day in some sort of fashion for some, some things that we do. Um, but it's gotten a little bit easier, uh, but I pushed through, I know, uh, halfway into, the first day, Clayton's like, you you going to do the second day? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm coming back. Because I wasn't <laughs> sure. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it through the first day. And I didn't know um, if I'd get to the second day. So, um, but I wanted to come back and I wanted to keep pushing no matter how much pain I was in. Because it was worth it. Well, and, and, and Kevin Dixie's Evolve 2 is, it, that's a no-joke class. Yeah, no. no joke. It, it, <laughs> you, you get pushed. And Definitely. it's physical, and it's hard, and and so what we're talking about here is really psychological. Uh, it's that mental fortitude to push yourself past what you think you can do. Absolutely, it's a mindset. Um, 
I don't, I don't ever want to give up. I keep pushing forward and, um, I don't, I don't want to ever be just a handicapped or disabled person for the rest of my life. Like I want to just keep pushing forward and try to be better, maybe feel better, whatever would make me feel better. Um, I, I will do it. But despite the injuries though, you still want to have, you have that mindset of wanting to protect your family and be an asset to your community. Absolutely. And that's, that speaks volume. And she's taken several classes after that accident. Oh yeah. I haven't stopped. I just, it's in every class. I'm not saying it's just because I'm married to her. I'm saying it's because it's, it's other people have noticed it too. It's she, she pushes and gives her all every class. And literally there's times where I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, she's, she's going to struggle with this drill. And yet I could see her struggling, but she doesn't let it stop her. And I still beat the boys. Well, and, and okay. Yeah. So, so, so first of all, you're saying this because you don't want to get your, your throat slit in your sleep. Um, <laughs> well, that, and I'm hoping she lets me, you know, maybe bring something home. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's, there's a few not, optics I not, need. Not the blonde at the other end of the range. No, 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 no. I don't know what you're saying there. That's why, that's why I said optics. You didn't hear me oh, say okay. optics. Nobody heard optics. I don't think they did either. I don't think they did either, but that's what I was talking about, optics. Uh-huh. I need, I, you know, I mean, I could use a few lucid optics, just saying. So, second of all, um, handy capable. Yes. Um, yeah. But but it is. It, it, it It's all about what you are capable of doing yep and it and it's finding that mental fortitude and and like you said it it it's that mentality yep. of i'm gonna do this despite any physical limitations i may bring to the table one of the things that we talk about in the, in the beginnings of our classes are does somebody have a physical limitations are there ambulatory yep. issues because if there are if you've got a good instructor they're going to find that workaround that's going to that's going to allow you to still gain the skill set. Yes. And and work with what you have to work with. Absolutely. Yep. I know that. Uh, and every single classes that I've taken, I have told the instructor uh, my my issues, and obviously they're always. Um, Thanks for letting me know, you know, if you struggle through something or if you, whatever it might be, just let me know and we'll work through it. Um, but I, I know after that first class, I honestly, after those two days, I walked like I did after my accident. That's how bad I was hurting, Mm -hmm. but I still kept, I still keep coming back for more. Right. Each time it's gotten a little easier um, doing, doing classes, doing one day classes, doing two day classes. It's gotten a little bit easier each time. Well, and you talk about having that conversation with your instructor and it is a conversation. It is. And this is something that we've talked about. One of the things that we do in our classes, we talk about comfort and we talk about physical comfort and it, and, it, and specifically what we're talking about is can you physically do what it is I'm asking you to do? And if you can't, if you have an issue, if you have an injury, if you have some kind of you know, whatever issue it might be, I, I had rotator cuff surgery, um, I had knee surgery, whatever, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do that, or, or, or I have this limitation, um, it's incumbent on your instructor to figure that out. Uh, yeah. We, we, one of the things that we talked about in, in, a, in another podcast was we talked about vetting instructors. And, and this is one of those things that if you've got an instructor that's, that, that sits there and goes, well, um, if you can't do this, I can't help you. I think it's time to find a different instructor. There's also a point where the victim actually uses their crutch. Yeah. I can't right. do it. Right. And right. so they right. never try and no. they just stay the way they are. Even right. in that 90 uh, minute class that we had with you that day at Train and Learn, like I tried. I tried, I don't know how many times <laughs> to do the broke back prone <laughs> i'm never gonna live that down um, the hesitation to say like oh, i'm just gonna say the broke back prone like screw it let's do this i don't want to fudge it up um but i i tried i i probably took um a good minute or if not more to figure out how the heck am i going to do this 
and I tried and I don't even know, Jason, if you said anything to me, but I may have said, I don't think I can do this. So may I, I might just do it a different way or maybe you suggested it. Um, but I tried. No, and I, I never I never not try. No, I, I, I do remember it. And and you 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 were trying every which way you could think yeah. of to get in that position. You just flat couldn't. Your body would not allow it. So we found a workaround. Yeah. And 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 it ended up working for you actually uh, better than most people. Um, we just we found a different position for you that worked, and you pretty much outshot the rest of your group. Yeah. She did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I struggle with that. You know, it, it's it's that unorthodox shooting position that you had us do is not easy, let alone somebody with limitations, you right. know. And to sit, to sit back and watch her from the sideline and just watch her go through that, is, it was, to me, was like, yeah, she's got no quit in her. No, and, and I and I and I remember giving her a a good minute and a half. You, you gave her, and she time. was getting upset. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because she she wanted to do it. Why? Well, but really it just did. like it, it, she was like getting mad at herself because her body wouldn't allow it. Yep. And that's when I was like, okay, we need to step in and figure this out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's she she's really overcome a lot of it, and like I said, from a, from the side point of it, it's. That first class, I know for a fact, everybody, everybody that took that class was shocked that you made it through those two days because they saw how bad you were hurting. They, yeah. They literally, I mean, they all like gave you a round of applause at the end of it because they, they were shocked that you went through it and they're proud that you went through it. I mean, shit, I was proud of you. But it, you had no quitting you that entire weekend. Yeah, you push through the pain. You you have that mindset. You stay positive. I'm usually already a um, positive, optimistic person, um, so I just look forward. I um, don't look back because we're, we're we're always going forward. Well, and the touch back on train learn too. Like when you gave her the, the, the a different approach to it, mm-hmm. it kind of touches on like you know you you had that the broke back prone, and it was not the way it was a way and then as an instructor you you helped somebody out with that physical ability that couldn't do it okay cool let's try this way now it's just another tool for the toolbox you well never, you know and 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 i kind of struggle with that tool for the toolbox theory mm-hmm. and and here's why because a, as an instructor uh what i want to do is i want to teach you the best way that it, right. okay if you if you if you were to present me with five different ways to do something right I'm going to find what's going to work the best. And and it's the best for the most plausible s- set of circumstances. And and that doesn't mean that it's the best forever. Okay? It, it's the best that we have right now. And, right. and so that's what I'm going to teach. But I also have to have open those other options for someone that maybe cannot physically perform what it is I'm asking them to do. Right. Okay? So, so I do have to have, uh, from an instructor point of view, yes, you have to have those tools in your toolbox mm-hmm. because you have to have those options for those students that maybe necessarily can't, net, not necessarily do what it is that you want them to do. Um, but from a student base, I'm not going to burden you with five different ways to do something. I, I'm going to give right. you the best. Right. right. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I wanted to do it. So do you still work in the same line of work as you did when you got hit by the car? Uh, no. I um, <laughs> I went uh, back to that position, um, but never directed traffic again. No, was, that, was that a mental fear? Because that can always happen again. That can happen to anybody that's out there doing it now. Um, absolutely that can happen. I mean, honestly, that can happen to anyone who's walking a crosswalk. Um, Wait a minute. I thought pedestrians had the right of way. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> okay, oh, for speed bump. One, for, yeah, for right. one, don't trust people just driving. Like, people, people are so trustworthy in other people driving their vehicles. Not around here. Well, anywhere. <laughs> like, uh... I mean, I still have PTSD from 
par- walking in parking lots and walking in the cr- like uh, the crosswalk. I had to walk through the intersection, not in the intersection, but in the crosswalk of that same intersection the other day. And I had to keep looking back to make sure there wasn't that random person going through that intersection at a high rate of speed wanting to hit me. But um, I so I still have that PTSD, but uh, I I don't know. I think I think it's important to note that like when we say you were hit by a car, like you were you were hit. Well, it, that, it was not a love tap, right? And that and that was going to be the next question. And you don't necessarily have to answer this, but was it an accident or was this intentional? Um, actually, so immediately, um, I first thought it was intentional. That was my very first thought. And then I couldn't feel anything from my waist down. I thought I was paralyzed. So I had very two major things going on right now because I was in uniform thinking, did someone just hit me intentionally? Because that's what it felt like. Right. Because I had done that job for four years and no one else previously probably before me has gotten an incident, but, um, in my four years of doing that job, it had not happened. And, and this happened in 2016. 16. Okay. So this is, this was before we had the whole defund the police and, and, and all the riots and everything. Yep. So, okay. So you, you still, your first thought was this isn't, was intentional. I did. Is it, was that the mood in, in the city where you worked? Um, no, but being in uniform, I mean, there's always going to be, there's always people out there who don't sure. like people in uniform or sure. don't like the cops. And there's so. also the side that that is the time frame of cell phones and yep. things right. we're doing that we're not supposed to be doing. It's um, he was in the wrong lane. Well, it's that, plausible that, right. that he was possibly talking on his phone at that time, but it wasn't illegal at that time. But but you're still talking about the time frame of when we had the knockout game. Oh yeah. You guys remember that? No. So so that was when when people were and they were filming on cell phones yep. and then posting online, they would walk up to somebody random oh, and, 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 just knock, and them out. knock them out. Okay. Yep, I remember that. So I, I could see where that would be a a next step. Um, so I, I can definitely see where you would where you would think that this was intentional. Kind of like uh, what your body and your mind does in certain situations, like fight or flight. You don't know until that happens. And so my mind was just going into panic mode, like, why did this happen to me and was it intentional? Right. And I mean, when I got the phone call, I had very limited information, too. So I, I didn't know if it was intentional. I didn't know if it was an accident. All I got was Jen was hit by a car, but she's okay. That's all I got. Uh, I'm okay, well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Obviously, still alive, but okay in what what aspect? You know. Right. So I had no idea what to expect either. Then you know, I went down and was at the hospital with her. So, but yeah, it was it was a trip. I walked. I shouldn't even say walked out. I was wheeled out with 800 milligram of ibuprofen. I married Superwoman. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> you said that a few times. Like, no, I'm I'm not kidding you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, the see what she's done even after that accident is it's been like training aside. You know, we talk about mindset a lot within this, this community, right? And, you know, it's it's been incredible to see her walk through this and push through all that and all the pain and, and just, keep growing as an individual and she she does very well well and i'll be honest with you i and you know i met you guys at train and learn right and and that was the first time i met jen and i didn't even know until you told me uh the way you carry yourself and nobody would ever know right now I, here's a technical question for you and and we talk a lot about tachypsychia, bradypsychia, the way the, the brain speeds up some things and slows down some things. In your incident, when you, when you got hit, uh, do you remember any specific details? Did, did time slow down for you? Did it speed up? 
Um, it felt like forever that um, the paramedics showed up, even though they were literally a block away. Um, traffic was backed up. I remember sirens. Like I said, I remember um, actually... I didn't know if the person who hit me left and my coworker ran to me if asking if I was okay. Like, who was this person? What do they look like? I couldn't feel my waist down. So there are a lot of things that I still remember to this day, what was going through my brain and how I felt. So I'm assuming uh, since the incident, you've probably seen the police report of what happened and, and timelines and things like that. Does it match up to uh, your memory? That's a really interesting question because uh so the first time i well saw the video um was like a, a month or so after the accident and i went to go to the records department to um to view the video and i watched it and i literally looked at the person who showed it to me and i said that's it because the the pain that I went through felt like it could have been way worse, like way more. So that was my initial reaction. But the as far as the report, like I don't, there I don't know. It, the report was mostly on the person that hit me. Right. No, it, it, it's one of those things that we talk about. Is you know, in in one of the examples we use is, especially out here in the West, you know, uh, uh, most people have have hit a deer right and and they always seem to remember like they can count the hairs on the deer's nose right but they don't remember hey i have to take my my foot off the accelerator and move it over and apply the brake and and that's the difference between the tacky psyche brady psyche thing mm -hmm. and and you're kind of an extreme case um did you see the car coming at you I remember it being red. I didn't see a person, um, a bigger vehicle. It was an SUV. I do remember, I did remember that. Um, it didn't, I don't know if it felt like it was really slow-mo, um, really at that time. I think after, after it happened, it was all very slow motion. Um, it just happened really really fast now that that and of course and that makes sense because one of the things that we do know about psychology is especially with traumatic events people tend to block it out to a certain extent um people that have been in explosions people that have been shot people that have been in comas and they come out and they they don't remember the actual event yeah i mean that's uh of course possible um there still could be a lot of things that um, went through that my brain, my eyes that day that I still don't recall that day. Um, there also is some issues that I might have had um, with memory issues, but I never hit my head. So I don't know. There's also that factor as well. Well, I'll play the hit your head. Then you wouldn't have got anything vital, right? Thank goodness I didn't <laughs> hit my head. Right. Uh didn't end up in a wheelchair, um, but I definitely, well, I mean, I walked, I was in a wheelchair for a little bit, but, um, and then crutches for several weeks. Wheelchair for about a block of the car to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I literally walked like a hundred year old person for weeks. But you walked and, and that, was feed, then that feeds back into mindset. Yep. And, and your determination to live a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. I still got from point A to point B, even though it might have taken me um, way longer than most people. And it still does. I can't walk to this day um, as fast as a lot of people can. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't walk as fast as you. It's the short legs. <laughs> I'm not that short. <laughs> I do have a tall husband, and he walks really fast. But that's because um, right. he's running away from you. <laughs> True story. I should be running away from him. <laughs> Jason, can I stay with you? <laughs> I'm gonna stay here now. I'll go to Utah by myself. Oh shit! 
But, I, I mean... The 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company is an extension of the mountain lifestyle, bringing together the old and the new. Generation after generation, men and women alike all share the same passion. Enjoying it for a day, a weekend, a lifetime, or somewhere in between, no matter how long it's embraced, the combination of friends, mountains, memories, and spirits brings people together like no other. To encourage these relationships and to embrace the mountain lifestyle, and to honor the 10th Mountain Soldiers who inspired our way of life. They have created a tribute spirit company in Vail, Colorado. Not only is it a tribute to the 10th Mountain Soldier, but it's also a tribute to those that enjoy the mountain lifestyle, living it fully every day. Support those that support us, and to make it easier, 10th Mountain has offered our listeners a discount. Just enter Deer Shooter at checkout for 10% off your next order. 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits whiskey worth fighting for your story is in it and it's i want to say that it's an inspiration but it's also it's played out every day yep um people they have traumatic injuries they have traumatic accidents like this and they still move forward and and you are one of those people that's an example of that yeah i mean i always um like I said, I'm, I'm positive. I'm optimistic. I just really push forward. And, you know, my, my, even my dad, I'm just recently got diagnosed with something. Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm not quitting. I'm going to push forward. So I, I really do think that I got that from him, but I think, uh, it's a huge mindset and, um, don't give up, keep pushing forward. Look, look to the future and, um, it's going to get easier over time. It's going to get better. I mean, you guys, I mean, the injuries you had, too, and the surgeries, I mean, it's a testament, too, about what you've all went through as well, you know? You had, what, three surgeries? Three surgeries. Yeah. Um, I ended, <laughs> ended up having my gallbladder taken out in, in that time frame as well, <laughs> which... It was fun. Could be plausible from that, I don't know. Um, but so four surgeries in two years and all in that s general range. Um, so it was hard. It was a hard two years. That's for sure. So, so what's the future look like for you? Are you going to continue your training? Absolutely. I'm never going to stop. I and might be like a hundred years old and still on the range. I'm still going to do it. See, and, and hey, you, your grandma, your great grandma lived to like, what, a hundred and... 103. Yeah, so it's definitely possible that could happen. It's in my oh, okay, so we're, we're we're into plausibility now. Yep, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So so what's the next class for you? Um next class. Which one do we have on the books? I mean, it's winter. S things slow down a little bit. Yeah, let that stop you. I hear Wyotech has a three day long range in May. I do. I did hear that. Uh, I did. It might be but you're possible. teaching it, right? That's the only way we're coming. Not that one, because, you know, day one I could get through, like, day two. He likes to math, and I don't math. Math okay. is fun. Perfect. You'll love it. <laughs> you know, and, it and chances it, are she'll probably shoot out to a mile and, I'll, and hit it, and I'll miss. It, it's been said. Like, snipers aren't the deadliest because they carry the biggest guns. It's because they've learned to weaponize math. And... To a and certain be extent, patient. yes, right. and to a certain extent, that is very true. Um, so you're saying I suck at math, I'm gonna struggle with that. You class. suck yes. at being patient too, so you need to like <laughs> work on some things. <laughs> I'm gonna take some like ADHD meds before that class. No, now. but not only <laughs> am I a, uh, being a student first along with Clayton, but um, I'm also an educator and instructor, and I'm doing both. And I'm standing, moving, doing all the things. And I and I think we're gonna we're going to uh, tap you to come out and teach a women's clinic with us in in the spring. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd I love think, to. I think that's gonna be awesome. But you keep pushing forward. Yep. And what drives you? Ooh, good question. There's so many things. Um, it's not you, Clayton. I know it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, it's not. I mean, 
uh, my children, the people who I run into um, on a daily basis, um, my passion, um, I guess all those things combined. And I, and I think a lot of people, they look at, they look at things like their family. They look at things like their profession and they see those as an obligation and that's why they have to keep going. Is that the way you see that? I have never, um, thought my family as an obligation ever. Wow, Clayton, you're disposable. Maybe. I was like, maybe Clayton. I saw that side eye. I'm like, Jason, can I sleep in your guest room tonight? <laughs> Might have to. I mean, maybe not my kids. This one. <laughs> I heard raising your mother-in-law's child is the hardest. At least I know oh where. Oh my gosh. At least I know where I stand now. <laughs> so that's why the dog sleeps in our bed all the time. <laughs> Shit. I feel your pain. <laughs> I know. I'll cuddle with you, Jason. Okay. <laughs> See, they're my other babies, too. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's that, – that was a good question, that, you know, but, I mean, what would you – I'm going to ask, what would you tell somebody that says that they don't think they can do it because of a physical injury? I mean, obviously, you're obviously you can, but, like, if you had to go into depth on that answer. I'm literally not the only one. I have, just even in this um, – industry in this community i have ran i have come across people who have um are are physically worse off than me um and push just as hard as me and they won't stop um so don't like don't stop to do 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 what your heart feels and just keep moving. Um, especially, you're only as old as you feel. So Don't even talk to me about being old. That's I, I why I feel like I'm 12. It. Got it. <laughs> yes. Because we stopped maturing at 12. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. We're 12 until we're like it 70. It all makes sense And then now. we start regressing. Honey, you're an immature 12-year-old. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I mean, I in think in, in, in this day and age, like the the older we get, and most people are out there, like still going to the gym, trying to get um, better and eating better. Um, you know, some people can't eat certain things, or they've learned to deal with um, with different kinds of foods. Or like our son has epilepsy and different, like the keto um, diet, or. Whatever it may be, there's always there's always a way, and if it's a if it might be a different path than mine, find your way. And I and I think that ties into something that we've talked about before. That our culture, the gun culture, it, it's a better culture. You talk about people that in our industry that have inspired you that have gone through the same kind of things that you have or in some cases even worse you know we're we're talking about veterans that are missing limbs that still find a way to move on and and i think they inspire us and they have an attitude that keeps us going even when we're kind of in that feeling of despair you know People who I, I mean, I thankfully have, um, you know, I didn't break up any bones that day. Um, How did I you s- not? I don't know. I, um, this is a real wood, right? Yes. yes. So, uh, She's young. <laughs> she was still made of rubber. I have, um, <laughs> I have never broken a bone. Um, my grandmother had osteoporosis, so I'm not sure, but. Um, she drinks a lot of milk. Just wait till you hit menopause. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thankful. And um, but to really look at the people who have it worse than me, um, physically, um, they're in my inspiration. And it's always really interesting, even even if they're not in our community or not in our in the industry, there is the they are an inspiration. <laughs> they are an inspiration to everyone and to us all for what they do and keep moving forward. And 
just really enjoying life. Mm-hmm. And and we have to excuse Clayton. It's his first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the whiskey. So. <laughs> oh, is that is that what it is? Blaming keep the, blaming the whiskey. He did, blaming I will. the booze. <laughs> he did drive like nine hours a day or whatever. It was, God, so. excuses. <laughs> we're, we're 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 eliminating excuses. That's what this podcast through is. It. Right? I'm push sorry. Through it. I will push through it. I'll do better <laughs> next time. I swear. But uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think we we look to people that we see, and and it and it's a weird thing to do, but I think it's a human thing to do. We look at someone who is that we perceive to be worse off than we are, and and still somehow striving and thriving, and and we see that as an inspiration, and it keeps us pushing forward. Yeah, if you know someone who might be dealing with more crap than you are, they should be an inspiration to you. Yeah, but God damn it, this is the United States. Nobody's dealing with more crap than we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, you know, I had I had shoulder surgery a number of years ago, so I still deal with, you know, issues from that. It doesn't stop me from doing what I'm doing in training. And I know it's minor compared to what she's been through. You know, so I look at that. It's like, well, if she can go through this class and not complain, why should I complain about her? You know, shoulder aspects. Because you're a boy. When we both get colds, <laughs> I'm cleaning the house, <laughs> and you're whining like a bitch. Hey. Oh, he. he I, I identify <laughs> as a, what was it again? Which one? The, the trans. <laughs> oh, transgender scope. Yes, that's that's what I identify <laughs> as. So he complains a lot. So nothing on you makes sense, and the knobs don't work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You walked into that one, didn't you? I did. I did. You have listened to the podcast. I have. Right? I have. Okay. That's why I'm having fun with this. It's okay. See, I can take it. It's all good. But no, it's, you know, it, she's absolutely right. You know, and we talk about our son sometimes and how he, you know, both of, our, both of us have been to his appointments and stuff. We look at these other kids who their condition's worse than Cameron. And for me... You know, that's an inspiration because it's like, okay, you know, Cameron, yeah, he's got a situation that he's dealing with, but it always could be worse, but he still pushes every single day. And, I, you know, it's just one of those things, so. Yeah, most of the time, I know you saw a brief moment when he was <laughs> not the greatest, but that kid is normally, literally, the happiest, goofy-ass kid you can ever meet. To be fair, he got up at four this morning. He did. <laughs> he was so tired. No, and I, you know, and and I think it helps that that Brandy and I both understand autism mm-hmm. and 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 that condition, right? right. Uh, we we've both had people in our lives that have that have been afflicted, mm-hmm. and and I think that helps um, because it's not a it's not so much of a discomfort for you, um, but I don't know as a mother that had that has one it is still a discomfort whether someone says they have experience or not you still have that cringing feeling every time something doesn't go quite right i get that yeah it was a rough afternoon i'm just gonna leave it at that and, and, but <laughs> I, you know what it, it, it was rough but you know i totally understand also because no one person who has autism is the same they're not they're, they're not. not absolutely, they're absolutely not, not. You know, and, and that touches on something else, too. I think, if you don't mind, I want, I want to touch on something else. We, I noticed you're, you're wearing the same thing that I'm wearing. I think you are, aren't you? No, different. But A little different. A little bit different, but the same thing. We talk about mental health as well. Mm-hmm. And having that community around you as well is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think you, on both of us, and we, we're fortunate to have some really great people around us, and that helps as well, too. And I think that's part of... You know, with her situation, her accent, that, I don't know, did that play a part of that positive mental health keeping you through all that, too? Yeah, I really think it's important to keep um, optimistic, um, positive people in your life. Um, All that toxic drama crap, I swear that just probably decreases your age limit. Um well, you came out of the wrong podcast because we're like a soap opera around here. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly has not listened to the show. Uh, <laughs> no, but like real toxic drama crap. Just that really stresses you out and frustrates you. And 
like push all those people out and bring in those people who are optimistic and positive and just like really can lift you up and not push you down because that's really what can empower somebody. Mm -hmm. And I really think it's important to have a support system in whatever form um, that you need. When you want to talk a support system, I can touch on that because literally a year ago, I don't know. Yeah, I told you, Jason, what I a year ago, right? What I had? Yeah. Yeah. So literally a year ago, I ended up having a form of tongue cancer. And I found out literally right before we went to USCC Expo in Dallas. And going down there and having the, that support system and the people that were there, the people that I wanted to tell, hey, this is what's up. Everybody in my corner was there lifting me up like, hey, you got this, you know, hey, whatever you need. And a few of those people were, you know, Jake Resgershen and Mike Cedini from Walk to Talk America. Mm-hmm. And those guys, to the, I mean, even to this day, since I met them, are my friends. And having that support is great. And that's just, it's, like you said, like Jen said, lifting you up, whether it's you're dealing with what I dealt with or a special needs child or her accident or all these things, life is going to happen. But having that support system being positive is, is important, keeping your mental health in check. Okay. And having an outreach to, or a resource, I should say, to have in your in your back pocket is, is huge. And I, I, I thank those guys and everybody else at that point in time in my life that was there for me because it, it did suck. Literally, I, I went through a week, probably the best week of your life because I couldn't talk. It's true. <laughs> but she also saw, I would say probably, oh, man, probably – me at probably one of the worst parts when I was I, I couldn't talk, I couldn't swallow, I couldn't do nothing and l- mentally I was I was in a bad spot. It wasn't the cancer, it wasn't anything that got to me. It was the mental aspect of it that really, really ate at me. Mm-hmm. But I still had that, that drive and the push through that that trying to stay positive. But it, it having the people right people around me helped with that. It always does. And and the right people, you know, they're gonna support you. Oh, yeah, but sure. at the same time, they're going to give you crap and tell you, you know, these are the dangers of cunnilingus. Right, exactly. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. And Jen's turning red. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she was just wondering where he had been. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, you shit. went there. Dang. Wow, wow. That escalated quickly. And... That is why that that is the dangers of being on the Deer Shooter podcast. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it, it I'm in the crosshairs. It's all right. I'm very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support. <laughs> but no, like, it, it, but it's true. And you know, and I tell people all the time. And actually, one of the cool things that I do in our in our classes, we talk about mental health a lot, and we we bring this positive aspect and that positive uh, drive because I want people to understand that you have. Uh, you have a resource. You have people that are going to be there for you. Whether you know it or not at this point in time, there is people there, are there that care, whether you know them or not. And like I said, Walk Talk America is one of those resources for us. They're they're an absolutely great resource. Oh, my God. Um, and, and I think they're finally shining a light on on something that's been an issue for a long time. Yes. Um, the gun community especially has had a hard time reaching out for help. Um, regardless of the issue, you know, you talk about cancer, you talk about your accident. Yep. Okay. Um, they, they don't want to reach out. They don't want to ask for help because they're, they're scared that they're going to be stereotyped and, and now they're going to be in danger of losing their rights. Right. And, and I think walk to talk America has been a huge resource in eliminating a lot of those stigmatisms. Yes. And I mean, I'd never been at that point of crisis where I've had those those thoughts, but having that resource has been very helpful. And I mean, um, if you listen to, uh, did you ever hear Pete's story from Carolina Customs? Mm-hmm. His story is powerful as hell. Yep. And I know they were just here in Wyoming talking about it. Him and Devin. I mean, everybody there, and like I agree with you, they're they're making some, they're really starting to shine and do their thing. And I could be more happy to support them and do what they're doing because. It is important. We talk about it all the time, and it's it's honestly the first time I've ever kind of I'm briefly opening up about what we deal with on a daily basis as far as mental health. With you know, I had the cancer, she her accident, but the main thing is 
you know, dealing with a special needs child. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. mentally draining on somebody. Oh, it's huge. And having these the resources and the people I've talked to Pete how many times? Hey, man, because I have those people that I can call, mm-hmm. and it, that that helps me get through my day to day because my day to day sometimes can be hell, and I have that drive, I have that motivation, and in those people that are in my corner, and I can call on them. So it's 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 a huge help. And I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier, and I and I've said this before on on this podcast that uh, the gun culture is a better culture. Um, oh, we, we are we are the culture that embraces the foundation of this country. Um, we're a moral people. We are a supportive people, and and we want to see each other succeed. Uh, you know, regardless of our own success, we're, we're not in it for ourselves. We're in it for our community. We're in it for our culture. We're in it for our country. Um, and I, and I think that that shines through with everything that we do for each other. Yeah. I mean, I agree. hundred percent. So what, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about what, what you've got for the future (laughs) and, (laughs) <laughs> brandy's over here looking at the time you just stop that don't worry about it i got this do it i won't <laughs> she's just making sure it's being recorded it is being recorded. I, 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 the I, I, red, I, red light is on i didn't realize we're on a time frame that here. doesn't mean shit. the red light is on i, I mean uh, do we have a time frame i, mean, I have control of the board <laughs> oh, man, it's 11:30 already it's still early. Right? <laughs> that, 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 that's the scary part. I know, so, right? We can have a few more drinks. Keep going. Let's go. Exactly. So you've got a drive to keep going um, in spite of or even because of everything that's happened to you. Um, and I guess that's, my, that's kind of my final question to you. Is it, is it in spite of or is it because of uh, you have found this drive to keep moving forward? Uh, I, I think, um, it's probably a big part, like to kind of show people I can do it. Nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to try give it, give it my all. Um, but I mean, there might've been times in my life. I can't, I can't. I'm sure I probably have thought of just some things that just popped in my, in my mind. I can't do that. You know, it goes back to don't say you can't. Just try. Just do it. Try, try, try. And, you know, if you don't succeed the first time, that's okay. Do it again. Try again. That's okay. Because you know what? It might hurt like hell, but it's okay. You can try again another day. The reward the reward is worth it. The reward can always be worth it. Exactly. Okay, I don't. I don't need to get you guys' sex life. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> and yet again, we're in the crosshairs. <laughs> I, I kind of open the door on that one, and I no, I, I you gotta stop doing that. But I, but I think that's exactly right. Um, you're you're looking at this as, you know, I I I'm questioning my ability here, but I'm gonna try, because this is important, and this is meaningful to my life. Yes. And and I think if if more people looked at that instead of, um, I, I I hate to say it, but I think we become a culture of if there's nothing in it for me, why am I doing this? Um, nobody sees the reward of doing something uh, because it's going to better ourselves or or better someone else, whether it be our family, whether it be our community. It's just it's a hard row. I'm not going to lie, though. When I keep pushing myself to be out in the range and then I outbeat those boys, that's a big reward. And it, <laughs> like Clayton said, the reward is always <laughs> worth it. And like, and, and Wait, are um, we still talking about shooting? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's we have to keep driving. And, and this is something we've talked about before. You know, there's times where you go out to the range and you have a really bad day. Yeah. And things just, no matter what happens, oh. nothing goes right. And it's that quicksand, right? I've had those days. Right? And, but you have, to, you have to push yourself to go back out. And 
because that's how we improve. And if you're if you're getting lazy and you're deciding that, well, I have this complication or I have this problem and you're going to use that as a crutch to say I'm not going to do it, you're never going to get there. And and at the end of the day, you've got to push those aside and you've got to say, no, I, I'm going to do this for me, for my family, for whatever the reason is. Well, going back to what Clayton said about Walk the Talk America, like they're a good resource to have. Like, it, you know, it's always been something, you know, in in our country about talking our, about our mental health. You know, it's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to talk to somebody who is who is a therapist who, to get you into that mindset, to make you optimistic, to make you positive, and to keep going and to be a better person. Um, but do it for yourself, for one, but do it for you and your family and your kids and whoever you have. Do it for them as well. And I guess if you can't do it, you just keep blaming your gun. <laughs>